Did you know that gut bacteria in our diet can be directly related to our risk for cancer and other deadly diseases? Knowing about how nutrition and lifestyle choices can improve your gut health is very important. Here to tell us how every bite we take determines our future health is Dr. Reza Hackick, a professor and chair of the UAMS Department of Dietetics and Nutrition at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. This is UAMS Health Talk, the podcast from the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. My name is Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Dr. Hackick, it's great to have you here today. You know, we know that there's a link between our diet and disease, but we don't necessarily know the specifics. So can you talk a little bit about some of the most common things that you see? Well, the most common one that we have an unhealthy diet for past 34 years, and I just want to start with the article. It was in the New York Times, I think it was a year or two ago. And the title was, Our Food is Killing Too Many of Us. And for example, we know we have more than 100 million adults, which is half of the population. Either they are pre-diabetic or diabetics, or they have a diabetics. Cardiovascular disease affects almost 120 million with almost 810,000 dead per year. And this is almost 2,300 dead, by the way, daily. And also, three-fourths of our population are either overweight or obese. Besides of all of these, the cost of the cardiovascular disease is almost $350 billion a year. Diabetic is around another $320 billion. And cancer, more than $200 billion and obesity is $1.7 trillion per year. So you can see that there is a link between diet, what we put in our mouth, and the disease promotion. As a result of that, we are killing ourselves. Also, we are killing our economy too. That is incredible. I had no idea how big and expensive of a problem it is. So let's talk about that link a little bit more and maybe talk about it in relation to some of the research that you've done concerning gut bacteria. Well, gut bacteria, we have almost 100 times more gut bacteria than the cell in our bodies. So that's, if you imagine that we have almost 100 trillion gut bacteria in our body, and which is 10 times more than number of the cells that we have it. So, and they play a major role, and I do believe that they are ordering our diseases. And also that, so manipulation of these gut bacteria by our diet, either it can help us to stay healthy or hurt us and kill us actually. So some of these examples, for example, that we know some of these bacteria, they are very small amount in the small intestine, but major one, they are in the colon or large intestine, which is manipulated by diet 100%, such as the vegetable and the beans and everything else that we are eating in our diet. So there is a correlation between the healthy bacteria and our health. And when we are eating on a healthy food, the number of the healthy bacteria goes down and unhealthy goes up. That's how we are progressing the diseases. 
So there is a should be a balance between healthy and unhealthy, and that's how the body functions. And definitely with a diet, we can manipulate that. For example, one of the main thing is that aging, for example, it can change this bacteria population because we are eating differently and also we are less probably active. And so the diet and also prebiotics, probiotics, and antibiotics, all of these things can affect the diversity of these bacteria. I see. This is really interesting because I think most people believe that bacteria is bad. But as you've alluded to, there is good bacteria and bad bacteria. And that is regulated by the types of food that you put in your body and the activity that you do. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. You can control your health by really eating the right food and healthy food. Therefore, you can control the population of these healthy bacteria in your body. And so I think that's what is missing is that we have not paid attention to this correlation of the gut bacteria and disease promotion. So let's talk about the foods that we should be consuming more of to promote the healthy bacteria. Okay. So, I mean, the vegetable, for example, that they are really a big one because the vegetable that they have a higher level of the micronutrients, such as the vitamins and minerals. And besides some of these vegetables, they have more fibers. And the more fiber you have in your diet, the better off you can be on prevention of the diseases. So I think that's one thing. The other side of it, if you have a high-fat, high-sugar diet or eating too much or even you have a really unactive lifestyle or antibiotic abuse, the amount of the harmful bacteria goes up and the amount of the helpful bacteria goes down. So the other side of the coin is if you have really a healthy diet and like having a probiotic or prebiotics and you have a really good healthy diet, it can be reversed. You have more beneficial bacteria than harmful bacteria. So I want to dig into the vegetables a little bit more. You mentioned that eating vegetables would promote this good bacteria. Can you talk specifically about the types of vegetables? Are we talking about kale, lettuce? What should we be eating? Well, there is all kinds of the that, For example, the course first vegetable, like broccoli, cauliflowers, sprouts. and uh, There is a huge amount of literature about the effect of the vegetable on health. And I have not seen any literature that, that is proving otherwise. So that's something that we have to pay attention. But mostly lack of fiber in our diet. I don't think that uh, we're supposed to have between 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. And I don't think that we have it. And as a result of that, you know, the fiber is very important in the prevention of the gut diseases, more specifically colon cancer. So when you have less fiber in your diet, that it means that you have probably a high-fat diet. And the high-fat diet, the toxin, it can stay in your colon much longer than what's supposed to be. And as a result, on the long period of time, it can be really developing the toxin and causing the damage like colon cancer. Just on fat a little bit, 
aren't there such things called healthy fat as well? And, and can you break down the difference between good fat and bad fat? Yeah, I mean, this high saturated fat, which is really in the meat, a lot of meat, like fatty meat, such as a cheeseburger, for example, not the burger itself, but when you're adding cheese to it, that it can be a fatty food. Usually the animal fat, mostly they are saturated fat, but we have an unsaturated fat, which is olive oil, for example, is the, really the best source of the fat. All of the fat, by the way, they have nine calories per gram. So all of them are fat, but there is a healthy versus unhealthy. What it is that we are eating a lot more saturated fat and not enough unsaturated fat. So we do recommend, for example, the olive oil to be uh, replacing any other oil that you are using daily in your diet. Okay, so I want to go into foods that we should avoid completely. You know, you kind of alluded to the fact that some foods are high in saturated fat. Those are some of the things you might want to avoid. Maybe be specific about some of the things that people eat today that they should not be eating. Well, I'm a firm believer of the moderation in everything is good. The data is showing that eating a lot of fried food daily almost that it is a uh, part of the southern probably culture diet, it is not really good for your health. And on top of that, we are eating a lot of fried food barbecues. And so when you are eating a lot of fried food, you are not eating the vegetable. And it's really funny sometimes when you are talking about the vegetable with this audience, they said, yes, we are eating the vegetable, but they are frying the vegetable. I rather not for you to eat vegetable at all because when you are frying the vegetable, all of those nutrients that we are talking about, they're helpful, they are going to be hurtful. They are not going to be good for you. So we do recommend that having the fresh vegetable and fruit to be including in your diet. One question arises all the time. They are saying that the fresh vegetable, especially when they are out of season, they are expensive. Well, I don't think so for two reasons. For you can get the bag of the frozen vegetable for a dollar or two. You don't need to have it fresh all the time. It has almost 80-90% of the nutrient as the fresh is. And the other thing is we are not talking about fried meat all the time or the food. You can bake it and you can boil it and you can enjoy it different way. So I think that's one of the main thing is, and I think that the other side of it is being in medical school for almost 30 years, you have to imagine the cost of going and visit one doctor, how much is going to be, probably $100, the least amount. So if you cannot really spend $5 on your diet daily and make it healthy, then you are going to be in long term, you are going to pay huge amount of the doctor bills. And I think that's the problem. I'd love to learn actually a little bit more about what you personally eat. For example, what is your favorite food that promotes healthy gut bacteria? Well, all of the vegetable is, and I think one thing I'm really big fan of it, it's garlic. And garlic has a lot of antioxidant activity, which is fighting and boosting the fighting diseases and also boosting the immune system. And especially during the cold weather that you can add it to your diet, boost your immune system. And the funny thing is garlic, it has more fan probably 
I do believe during this difficult time, COVID, which when you are eating garlic, you are bringing a really natural uh, social distancing. So you don't need probably to have a mask on at that time. This is just a fun part of it. So you, you brought up COVID. I'm curious as to if you think the pandemic has improved the way Americans eat, or do you feel like it's made it worse? I think the data is still out there. But I do believe probably that during the pandemic, the people, they stay at home and they eat probably healthier or cook healthier. The biggest problem we have is we forgot how to cook. So we go to the restaurants or fast food and everything, we get something quick. And I think if we learn back the basic of how to cook probably healthier, then we can recover from all of these diseases. One thing I have to mention that there are some reports the effect of the obesity and dying from COVID a lot faster. There is there was a report a couple of weeks ago that's showing that obese patient, the COVID patient, they die ten times faster than lean COVID patient. So you clearly you can see that obesity, which is caused by too much calorie in your diet is really increasing the inflammation in your body, which your body cannot fight COVID a lot better. I see. So just before we wrap up here today, is there any final tips that you want to leave our audience with regarding their gut health or gut bacteria and the foods that they eat? I think we have an opportunity to to beat all of the diet-related diseases by really paying attention to our diet and getting a little bit more information about a healthy diet and improving the gut bacteria has been really a, a huge research right now in all kinds of diseases, cardiovascular disease, diabetic, and cancers for specifically. There are some data that are suggesting that the cancer patient, they have unbalanced gut bacteria, so there are some drugs probably they are helping to make it more balanced and more healthier so the cancer patient, they have better outcome than before. So there is a lot of opportunity for us to beat these diseases at very cheap way, which is healthy diet. And I think we can survive all kinds of the diseases if we pay attention to our diet. Okay. Well, Dr. Hackick, that is a perfect place to end. Thank you so much for your time today and all of the information. Anytime, just let me know. That's Dr. Reza Hackick, a professor and chair of the UAMS Department of Dietetics and Nutrition at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. For more information on this topic and to access the resources mentioned, please visit uamshealth.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This has been another episode of UAMS Health Talk. My name is Prakash and we'll talk next time.